More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, brought to you by Haney University, HaneyUniversity.com. That's where you go to sign up for my free instructional videos. They go out three times a week, and it is also where you find out all the information you need to know about getting a golf lesson from me at my studio in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So HaneyUniversity.com, go there and check it out. All right, let's talk about the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. This has gotten a lot of publicity over the last few days. Uh, J.P. McManus is an uh, Irish billionaire, one of the nicest people you will ever meet or could ever meet in your life. I've uh, known J.P. McManus for uh, quite some time. Actually, the last time they played the J.P. McManus Pro-Am was 2010, and uh, I was there. I've been to the J.P. McManus Pro-Am twice. Uh, both times either with Mark O'Meara or with, with Tiger Woods. Absolutely a, a, a special a, a occasion. Uh, this is a tournament that they have in, in, over in Ireland. Uh, J.P. McManus is, is uh, one of the two or three richest people in, in, in Ireland. His, his good friend uh, Dermot Desmond is, is one of the, the other uh, top three. And these two fellas are absolutely delightful gentlemen. And they, they play golf all over the world. They play at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am every year. Uh, they're at St. Andrews. They're, 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 they're everywhere. They are so tied into the game of golf. And J.P. McManus grew up in this little area in, in Ireland, and he bought this uh, Adair Manor, which is this castle. I don't know if, you, if you've been following this tournament at all you, you've, or you've seen any of the videos, like they show the, the video of, of Tiger landing in the helicopter there as he arrived, but it's this beautiful castle. And, and now it's a, a five-star uh, hotel that is just absolutely just stunning. I mean, <laughs> beyond beyond stunning. It, it it is the nicest place easily that I that I have have ever stayed in my life. And the golf course is one that uh, has been redone over the years. And actually, they are now going to host the two thousand. Uh, 27 Ryder Cup. They've got that. They'll be going back to Ireland, and it'll be played at Adair Manor. So J.P. McManus has this this pro am, and he he hadn't had it for for many years. This the 2022 version of the pro am was uh, the first time they've had it since 2010. The tournament raises an incredible amount of money for all these different charities around uh, where the uh, Dare Manor is. And I think over the, the years, it's, they've, they've raised over $170 million U.S. 
They'll probably raise, I, I have no idea how much they'll raise in 2022, but my, my guess would be it would be somewhere in the $50 million range. I think when I was there in 2010, I remember the charity auction they had. And what they do is they, they play the tournament, 36 holes. And like if you watched it all, any of this tournament on the Golf Channel or on the Peacock Network, you saw they had big crowds out there. Of course, Tiger Woods was playing, so they're going to have big crowds. But the the uh, people from Ireland come out to, you know, see the great players, and the, the the field is just, you know, remarkable. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. And I'll, I'm going to talk about that in a second. But but they they ha- raise the money from the ticket sales, and then they also raise money from a charity auction. And the charity auction when I went there in 2010 was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I think they raised $35 million that night. I mean, and of course, JP McManus knows, you know, every, every heavyweight in, in Europe, it seems like that, that, uh, plays golf for, for sure. He knows them and he invites them all to his tournament and they play a big fee to play in the pro-am. And then they all go to this black tie dinner and uh, that is is a, a something to behold. I mean, it's in a a tent, but it's, it's not just not not like a tent. You you walk in, and it's just like this. The the mo- looks like the most amazing setup you've ever seen with the decorations and the tables. Probably 120 tables in there. I mean, they will be serving. $500 bottles of wine at every every table all night long. Uh, the party goes literally all night. And, and that's how they, they, they do it over in Ireland. But they have this big charity auction. They auction off all kinds of, you know, trips and this and that. And, and anyway, they, they raise all this, this money for, for charity. It's, it's an absolutely fantastic event. And J.P. McManus covers all the expenses for the tournament, the Pro-Am. Now, what that means is is they had a $250,000 or pound purse that they divided between the professionals. So he puts that up. Then they have, obviously, all the hotel rooms. And this is not a, a, a cheap place to stay. Of course, he owns he owns the the, the hotel, the castle, uh, but he, he pays for all that. All the expenses getting over there. They said they they uh, sent a jet after uh, Justin Thomas and uh, I think Jordan Spieth and and maybe it was Ricky Fowler too. I can't remember who the, the there's at least three guys they sent a jet after. But I mean, they, they cover everybody's expenses when they show up there at the tournament. Everyone who's there, even the guests, and and guests could include. A player's coach, which which I was a couple times, uh, or it could include their family, friend, whatever, whoever they they brought with them. Uh, they check in the hotel, and as soon as you check in, they give you your your welcome gift. I'm like, I'm I, I, I'll never forget this. I'm like, I'm just a, a a guest, and you get this this welcome gift. And and I heard this year, when I went, they gave you a Rolex watch, a gold and silver Rolex watch. I mean, I don't know how much that cost. It was like. $7,500 a piece at least, maybe $10,000 a piece. Everybody got one. This year, I heard everybody got a Breitling watch, uh, and then they got a $10,000. This is what I heard from, from somebody who played there. They got a $10,000 gift card to go shopping with. 
every single person that that was there for the tournament. And J.P. McManus covers all the expenses for the hotel room, the travel, the the watches, the ten thousand dollars, the the uh, pros purse, the uh, helicopters for flying all these players in there, the cars for driving all these players in there, the 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 tent for the big big. Uh, gala that they have. The time I was was there, they had like big time, big time entertainment. Remember in 2010, uh, Usher was the, the the singer they had. I mean, it just there 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 no expenses spared. This is not like some little house band coming to play. It's like big entertainment, and J.P. McManus pays for everything. So all the money that's raised from every ticket that's sold to every dollar that's raised in the auction, to all of the entry fees that the players in the, in the Pro-Am paid to play with the pros, every single dollar that's raised goes to charity because he covers all of the expenses. 100% he covers all the expenses. It, it, it's, it's absolutely just an, an incredible event. I mean, incredible event. And what, what a lot of the players do is they, they see they schedule this and they have every year they've ever had it. They schedule it right before the open championship. So the players will come over and either they're going to play next week in the Scottish Open, which a lot of the players are playing. I think there's 14 of the top 15 players in the world are playing in the Scottish Open next week to get used to, you know, the time change and get used to playing in the weather and, you know, links golf and whatever, they're going to get used to that. And then other players who aren't playing in the Scottish Open, like Tiger Woods isn't playing in the Scottish Open, but he'll be he'll hang around and he'll stay at Adair Manor and he will go and, and play golf at different courses in Ireland. And that will be like his warm-up for getting ready for, you know, Open Championship golf and links golf and uh, so on and so forth. But that tournament is absolutely incredible, and you look at the you look at the players, and I found this interesting because you know there's all this talk about obviously the PGA Tour, European Tour, the DP World Tour, and the Live Tour, and you know and when people are criticizing the Live Tour, they're saying, well, you know these players aren't ranked this or that, and it's not just where you're ranked. It's where you are in the world of golf. And not all these play. you know, there, there's tons of great players at J.P. McManus's Pro-Am. I mean, Sh- Xander Shoffley won. He shoots 64-70. He beats Sam Burns, who shoots 70-65. He beats him by a shot. I mean, those two guys have played very, very good this year. Sam Burns, a huge up, two top 10 players in the world, okay? I mean, they're, they're right there. I mean, John Rahm was there. Roy McIlroy was there. Uh, Colin Morikawa was there. I mean, you just you just got got great players, but then there there's there's players that you don't look at and you say, well, where's that guy ranked? Okay, well, I mean, they're not ranked good, but they're they're incredible names in the, in the world of golf. Uh, Padraig Harrington, who's obviously from Ireland and he's a, a three time major champion, just won the U.S. Senior Open. Ricky Fowler was was playing over there. Lee Westwood, Lee Westwood, I, you know, he's he's. 50 years old or 51 years old or whatever. But, I mean, Lee Westwood's one of the best Ryder Cup players Europe's ever had. 
uh, one of the best players in Europe ever, and a former world number one. Uh, you know, Brooks Kepka was playing, Adam Scott. I mean, these are all major championship winners. Dustin Johnson, uh, Graham McDowell. Graham McDowell's not playing great now, but, you know, he's he's from Ireland, and he's a US former U.S. Open champion. Phenomenal. Uh, Patrick uh, Canley, Justin Rose, Paul Casey, uh, Martin Keimer, Bryson DeChambeau, Scotty Scheffler. I mean, this is – it's just <laughs> – uh, oh my gosh! What what a, a, a field they have! Tommy Fleetwood, Matt Kuchar, uh, Ian Poulter, Danny Willett, Henrik Stenson, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Thomas Bjorn, former uh, Ryder Cup captain. Uh, my buddy Mark O'Meara uh, played again this year. Paul McGinley, former. Uh, Ryder Cup captain for Europe, Ian Woosom, Hall of Famer, Masters champion, you know, Jordan Spieth. I mean, it's just, it just incredible. And all these players are play there at this J.P. McManus Pro-Am uh, because of J.P. McManus. He has a relationship with every one of these players that he has built up over the years. And he builds that, he built that relationship just from being such a nice guy. I mean, it's just like, and everybody in golf, they they know J.P. McManus or they want to know J.P. McManus. That's pretty, there's two kinds of people that are in golf. Either they know J.P. McManus or they want to know J.P. McManus because he is an absolutely gem of a person. I mean, it's just it's just in, in, incredible. He Every year at the Masters, he rents a house and... Of course, at the the you know big house in Augusta, and they bring in, he flies in his own chefs and everything, and this house is there, and and he's 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 there, and and he'll watch the tournament a little bit. He may not be there the whole time, but the house will be there. And any of these players that are friends with J.P. McManus know that they can come over to the house any single time they want, and there'll be food, drinks, chefs cooking out, barbecuing, and players will just hang out at, at the house. And it's just, it's it's one of the ways that he, that J.P. McManus has built up relationships with with all of these players. Like if, like if you're a top player or a top well-known player in golf, you know J.P. McManus. And then once in a while, he'll say, hey, would you play in my pro-am? But he's not just saying, will you play in my pro-am and do it for free? He he's putting up a purse. He's paying for you to get there. He's providing you with the greatest accommodations, with you know gifts that I that I spoke of. I mean, it's 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 really incredible. So just a little insight into that into that tournament. I want to talk about uh, Tiger being over there and what that looked like to me. And we'll do that uh, when when I when I come back. But let me uh, remind you, get your Voodoo Pain Relief Cream. You can try it for free. Just go to VoodooPainRelief.com. It's a phenomenal product, 11 anti-inflammatory ingredients. It's a patented product. And if you have arthritis pain, this product will help you. So give it a try. Get a, a free two-week supply. Just go to VoodooPainRelief.com. Right there on the front page, it'll be right there. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, 
the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. It would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. So Tiger Woods did not play in the U.S. Open. He did a little press conference over there at uh, the J.P. McManus Pro-Am, and he said that he had planned on playing in the U.S. Open, but that he wanted to make sure he could play in the Open Championship. He loves the history of St. Andrews. He's won there twice. Uh, the last time he won there, I was there in 2000, 2005. He also won there in, in, in 1999. Uh, historic venue, loves the, the golf course, favorite golf course in the world for Tiger Woods, and he wanted to make sure he would be ready to play in the Open Championship, and he felt like if he played in the U.S. Open, that would put that in, in jeopardy. said he was having some trouble with his leg issues, which obviously he's got a lot of trouble with his leg, but he was having... I guess, extra problems with his leg after the PGA Championship and needed to do some work and feels like he's doing better. Anyway, he flew in to uh, Ireland and then they, and and I I remember, you know, making that trip with them all the way back in 2000, 2010, but they they land at the uh, Dublin airport and then take a helicopter to Adair Manor. Uh, J.P. McManus, has like at least one helicopter. I know Dermot Desmond, his friend, has another helicopter. Anyway, he's got all these friends that have helicopters that get all over the get them all over the place. So they take the helicopter to the Adair Manor, and it's, it's they show Tiger getting off the helicopter. And of course, the first thing that you know you look for it's it's hard not to as you see. Okay, how's how's Tiger walking? I mean, how does he look like he's walking pretty good? Is it you know and and you know, clearly he he's still limping. That limp he's got is is going to be, you know, I mean that's going to be a permanent limp. I think it it that's a foregone conclusion that that's a permanent limp. Now I don't know if that means that he's just, you know, in pain every time he takes a step, which there's a good chance that that is the case. Uh, but maybe it's something he's just just enduring, which he's he's a tough guy, so I'm you know he can he can he can do it. Um, or is it just the lack of mobility in that foot that causes him him to to limp, and that's that's what the the, the issue is. But that's the first thing I look at, and then and then the next thing, you know, I, I, of course, I can't wait when Tiger plays. I want to see how he he swings, <laughs> and I didn't is his swing at the PGA and at the Masters. I thought his swing looked great. I thought his swing looked really good at the PGA. I, I didn't like I didn't like the swing as much at uh, the J.P. McManus Pro-Am. Club's more across the line. When the club's across the line, he tends to hit the outside part of the ball. When he comes down, he hit a lot of pulled iron shots. Of course, they said, you know, he's not he's not moving his lower body through uh, like he needs to. Well, I mean, that's, that's an issue. If that's going to be the deciding factor, whether or not he plays good, uh, he's in trouble because his lower body's not going to move as good. You can I can see that when he moves through the golf ball, it's more with his upper body. That his upper body's kind of pulling his lower body through rather than the the his feet, knees, and hips moving uh, as as much as 
it, it they should. It's more the upper body pulling through. And anyway, the, there's a tendency to hit the outside part of the ball. I had a lot of pulled iron shots. Did not hit a good shot. 77 the first day. Of course, everybody says, you know, oh, it's a hit and giggle. He's, uh, you know, he's not really trying. Well, that's, you know, if, if he shot 66, everybody would say he's going to win the Open Championship. If he shoots 77, they say it's a hit and giggle. He doesn't care what he shoots. He's just, you know, getting loose and, you know, knocking the rust off. And, and then the second day he shoots 74. And, of course, neither one of those scores was very good. The second day there's a lot of really, really good scores. I mean, obviously the course, the course must have played a, a, a lot yeah, easier. I mean, Sam Burns shot 65, uh, Lowry, uh, Shane Lowry, 67, Hatton, 69, 64, Padraig Harrington, 64. He's a, you know, a, a senior tour player, shoots shoot 64, Justin Thomas, 67, Rory, 68, Westwood, 68, another 50-year-old, Colin Morikawa, 69, uh, Pat Perez, uh, you know, 46-year-old LIV player, my uh, my buddy Pat Perez, 66 in the, in the last round. So, so there's there, there was a lot of good rounds to be had out there. Cantley, 69. Scotty Scheffler, 69. Tigers, you know, 74, 77, 74. People will just brush it off and say, well, that, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But it, 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 it does to a certain extent because I think you go back and look at the rounds that Tigers played. And I know this is just a pro-am and it's, it's nothing. But, but he's played like seven rounds. He played eight rounds counting the Masters and the PGA, because he, he dropped out after the the uh, third round of the PGA. So he'd played eight rounds after the first round. And, and of those eight rounds, like like at least half of them were 77 or above. That's not that's not a good number for, for Tiger Woods. So he, he's, you know, who knows what he's going to do at the Open Championship. He rode a, in a cart at J.P. McManus's uh, tournament for at least part of the way. Which is smart because it saves his 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 leg, and I think he, you know he said he's still working out. He's he's doing all his workouts, but just you know save my leg until I till I need to, need to go. But what it it shows is something that I think we already have known and I've talked about before, is that Tiger isn't going to be playing a lot of golf. You know I think what people thought maybe a full schedule for him might be ten or twelve term, tournaments a year. I, I, that, there's no way that's going to happen. I think. I think now the 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 probably realistic thought is is more like, well, maybe he can just just play in the majors, and 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 this year he, he didn't even do that. And and you know, and and how much longer does he have left? So what what he's even said himself is is that you know his window for being really really competitive, it's a lot shorter than. Uh, you know what? What he would would hope to, it would be, and that's why he wanted to be ready for for St. Andrews. So what he'll he'll do this week is he'll take a helicopter around. He'll take he'll take one of the the guys I mentioned's helicopter, and they'll they'll he'll go with a couple. But I'm sure he'll go with Justin Thomas, and and uh, who know? I know he'll be on the trip. I don't know who else will be, but they will be going around. And flying around to different courses, of course, the media was asking him, where is he going to play? And he's not going to tell them because what happens is, is as soon as they find out Tiger's playing there, every person in the town will come out to watch him play. I remember when we played at uh, Royal County Down. I went there with uh, Mark O'Meara, Tiger, uh, Ben Curtis, I think uh, Fred Couples. And we all we all went and played. And we had with like two groups. And as soon as we landed the helicopter right on the 18th, like behind the 18th green, and then and then teed off, 
And as soon as people in the town realize that, oh, Tiger Woods is out here playing, the next thing you know, like they just, they're coming out of their houses from everywhere and they're just, they're, they're following us and, and watching us, watching us play while we're playing at Royal County Down, which was one of the coolest experiences that I've ever had in golf playing there. But they'll, they'll play all over uh, Ireland. Some of the great courses there get used to playing the, the Lynx golf before they go over to uh, Scotland and St. Andrews. And that's pretty much what what'll what'll happen uh, this week. So there'll be I'm sure there'll be reports of where Tiger's playing at uh, the various courses in Ireland. I don't know where they'll go. Bailey Bunyan. They may go to Waterville. Uh, those are some of the courses that they they you know Royal County Down. I mean they'll they'll go to different courses, but they'll definitely go to courses that are link style golf courses. So they'll get used to playing uh, the style of game that you play at St Andrews, which is more of the ball on the ground. You, you don't just hit everything straight up in the air. You got to keep the ball down and you can bounce it in and roll it in. And when the wind gets to blowing 30, 40 miles an hour, you got to keep that, that ball down. So they'll get some practice at, at, at doing, doing that. Uh, one of the things that, 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 uh, you know, it struck me when I, uh, watched Tiger play is at the, the pro-am, you know, was the fact that, you know, his, his, I talked about his swing. I thought that, you know, didn't quite look where it, it looked at uh, the PGA. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it won't be great by the end of the week or by next week. I mean, everybody's swing varies. And as a coach or a teacher, you, you look at somebody's swing and you see, you know, and that looks that looks really good. And with a pro, it look, you know, or you look, you say, it looks, looks like he's off a little bit. But it's like... You're always on the verge. You know, you're on the verge of, of being a lot better or you're on the verge of maybe not, not being so good. And just because you have it good today, like Xander Shoffley won that, that tournament. Of course, he, 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 just, he just won, uh, you know, the, the, the tournament uh, before. And, you know, not, so he's on, he's on a little bit of a, of a run here. And, you know, he's got, got a couple, couple wins. And one, I'm just a pro am, but still, he's 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 on a hot streak. It doesn't mean he's going to be in a hot streak in 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 two weeks or at the you know Scottish Open. It doesn't necessarily mean that. But as a player, you'd you'd rather come in like that because you have you have the the confidence. You're now you've got the the challenge of trying to keep your game going, and then everybody else is is looking at it and thinking, well, I'm trying you know I'm trying to either find my game. Or I'm trying to just keep building my game so that I'm I'm uh, peaking at the at the right time, and that's really what everybody's trying to do is they're trying to trying to peak at the right time. Anyway, I can't wait for the Open Championship. Besides the Masters, Masters is my favorite tournament. Open Championships is second best. I always hope that there's going every time I turn on the TV and the Open Championship comes on, I'm uh, the first. I'm I'm like uh, in this anticipation going, and I hope it's tough weather. I just I love to see an open championship where the weather is tough and where the players have to play shots and they have to play in conditions that they're not used to. It's not that I like to see the struggle. I like to see the greatness of the golfers that can actually handle those different situations. And and obviously I think the tougher that it is and the more uh the wind blows more, you know, whatever the condition is that makes it tough and it's wind and rain. 
and it's it's usually both, and it's usually you know wind and rain coming down sideways, and that favors uh, the, the more experienced player. And the more the most experienced player at St. Andrews will be Tiger Woods. Now, will he have enough game to make another run at an Open Championship? And that we will see. But what we saw at the J.P. McManus Pro Am is he's got a little work to do in the next week and a half to get his game ready to tee off at the Open Championship. All right, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I appreciate everybody's support. Thanks for uh, listening. Hope you have a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Any Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 